Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Brown Mouthwash, the podcast that is B-R-O-W-N-M-O-U-F-W-A-S-H. I am your host Matthew and I am joined today by two beautiful Vietnamese men, Michael and Aaron. Say hello to your fans. Hello fans. What's up? Yes, I would like to just point out that I think every episode there's one person that always just says what's up. Oh, really? I think so. (laughs) We should redo this so I don't have to say that. (laughs) It's okay. I think it's endearing. Um, Okay, so we're going to get right into today's episode, but we must start every morning with a swig of brown mouthwash. Today's mouthwash is 12% alcohol. We have some vanilla cinnamon liqueur concoction. Smells good, though. It does smell... Mmm, she a little thick. Yeah. Indeed. Cheers! Cheers. I'm under 21, everyone. <laughs> Would you I hate people? <laughs> oh, actually, tastes really good. Yeah. That is really good. Mm-hmm. It's like melted chocolate. Quality. <clears throat> All right, so um, now let's get right into the first pour. For those who have not been paying attention or just not been watching the last eight, seven episodes, um, the first pour is when we talk about current events and relevant issues in our young lives. So, first thing I want to bring up, there is a recent story where an NC State assistant professor discovered his third grade picture on the internet as a meme. (laughs) Wait, that's so crazy. And he did not know that his picture was being circulated on the internet until like months after it already taken, or years after it already took off. That's insane. So... Um, I I don't even I think the meme name that people gave him was Grayson, mm-hmm. um, and it was just really ugly. Like he was like eight, and he had like lasers in the background and all this stuff. So, <laughs> in the article that I read um, in the News Observer, it said that he were reacted to it really chill. Like he was basically like, "Oh, that's cool. Like I found it, and I just kind of laughed at it. Like I didn't think too much of it, and I thought that was really cool." So if you guys ever one day discovered that you were a meme on the internet, like, how do you think you would respond? I'd take it straight to court. (laughs) First of all, my name's not Grayson. (laughs) Can't use my real name. They're gonna make memes out of me. I I think I'd be be pretty cool with it. I wanna see if there are like shirts that stuff made made on my face, you know what I mean? And like, like any merch that I can, you know, get some get some credibility too but but it's your worst face <laughs> that is true it's not your i best mean face. but it's still me though you know and i guess quickest way to fame i guess because they did make merch apparently for for this oh, meme did. yeah i mean i doubt he's getting any royalties or anything off of it but they've made merchandise wait and he's from nc state yeah he's an assistant professor at nc oh, state he's cool. in the biology department i read yeah how did how did his um photo get online did he post it up there he posted it on Tumblr a while back. Oh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. In the Tumblrverse, especially like back in the day. Yeah. That's, There's just his picture amongst all the adult themed stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> Imagine scrolling and you just see like ass, ass, ass. What is this eight year old with lightning in the background? I think I saw the picture too, and those teeth were. They were, they were nice. They were a piece of work. Yeah, they were kind of... They were his only teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Them things were large and in charge, okay? <laughs> Blinders. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if I were to discover myself on the meat... Well, 
I actually might discover myself as a meme at this point. Um, I don't know how I would respond. I feel like it would depend on what it was, you know? If it was, like, your yearbook picture, too, right? From, like, like elementary school, what would you do? Well, I was a cute kid. Yeah, I think mine turned out pretty well, honestly, so I wouldn't be too upset. Oh, okay, okay. Would you, like, take it to Twitter and be like, hey, hey guys, this is me, you know, like... Like, you know what I'm saying? Look, 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 look at me now, you know? I might. I might claim it. But I think the professor just got lucky. Because everyone, like, retweeted and stuff. But, like, what if, what if we did it and, like, nobody <laughs> did anything? Yeah, they were just like, What oh, if nobody true. cared? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, this is me. And everybody's like, and they just who, kept who are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice. I think that if it's a if it's a really popular meme, like yeah. you know the Leonardo DiCaprio one where he's holding the little glass, oh. he's like, yeah, that's well, my favorite one right now. If it was a meme like that, I'd be like, oh no, this is me. Yeah. But if it's like that yearbook meme, I'd be like, ha, who who's that? I don't know if you guys remember like the the Bad Luck Brian memes from like way back when. It's yes. Like, it's like similar with it's the sweater like vest. A, like some kid with his old like yearbook photo or whatever. The captions were like top gold. Do you know, you remember the the one with the little girl, the little blonde girl, um, and she's, like, looking, like, side-eyeing real hard? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, like, the girl riding in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I think she is an adult now. It might be our age around, but she actually, there was a post way back when where she was, like, this is me, and, oh, like, really? she remade the face. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. What the heck? So we're in the, we're in the era of reclaiming memes. <laughs> I need to start leaking my pictures. All those meme then. kids are going up. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Okay, so between memes and nudes, which one do you think scars people more? Definitely nudes. <laughs> you you think so? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, how bad could, like, memes be? You know what I mean? Unless they have, you know, unless they, like, really don't like, like, the meme that... <clears throat> No, no, I think I think definitely nudes. There, there's no way that um, the memes can be that bad where you know they 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 wouldn't want it on the internet. You know what I mean? That's true. Especially like I think if you're a celebrity, I think nudes are like somewhat okay because you get rid of them pretty quickly. Like you have all like that support from like law and stuff. And then also you're a celebrity, so it's whatever people are gonna talk about you regardless. But like if you're local, I don't know, like your whole family's gonna know. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Do I at least look good? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if I ever had nudes to leak on the internet, I don't want anybody I know to comment on them. Like, if if you... (laughs) Like, especially family. I feel like, okay, I feel like friends, or like you guys, if if, if any of us saw a picture of each other, we would be bound to like be right in the roasting pan. Like we would be there first. Like yo. Yeah, I spread it like. I would meme your nudes. Oh my gosh. You know, I mean, so you get best of both worlds. No, that's you know? terrible. But I feel like if, if if that were to happen, I wouldn't want my family to say shit. Like I don't care if you saw. Yeah, that's it. real awkward. Nope. That's don't say nothing. That'd be really awkward. I don't even. I don't even want to know that you saw it. The next family reunion, you know, you know, you know, you just no, walk nobody, a whole they, lot they, of they in the room, and I'd be like. <laughs> Shit. You don't have a girlfriend yet? Dang, I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> or even worse, you don't have a girlfriend yet? Damn, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not so or you just, or they just stop asking. Yeah. Because <laughs> they have their answers. <laughs> oh single. Mm-hmm. That's what this podcast is for. That is. Shoot wait. 
No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's not what that's for at all. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I think that was, I thought that was pretty cool. And the fact that this story is about an NC State professor, and that's, like, our university, like, I thought that was really cool to see that come full circle, or be so close to home, rather. What does um, the professor, like, teach, or... Biology. Biology? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. No wonder I've never seen them. Same. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think, like, you only know, like, five teachers total, like, in your, in your major. That's true. But, um, but yeah, so that's all I have for my first board. Did you guys, um, see anything interesting? Aaron, did you see anything interesting? Uh, I have not seen anything interesting. All right. Well, <laughs> well, I saw something completely unrelated, but, you know, today, yeah, it was today, the House uh, passed, a, passed a bill to legalize weed federally. Uh, it probably won't make it through the Senate, but, you know, still, still cool to see. I think we're making our way towards real progress, you know? <laughs> That's, That's pretty cool. This is a big step. Team yeah. Weed! I wish I had a soundboard that had like the bombs and the beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah, and like a snoop, a snoop button, and like the because he smokes weed. The oh, boat, yeah, you're the right. boat distribution was exactly how you'd expect right. to. It was like all Republicans said no, all Democrats said yes. Oh my gosh! Of course, that makes <sighs> sense. I don't know why Republicans be acting like they don't be like smoking, smoking weed, weed. Right. That's true. Everybody was smoking. Just because it's medicinal don't mean you're not smoking. True. I don't know. I think I think it's a power thing or a control thing. How long do you think y'all think it would take for um, weed to be officially legalized next year? You think so? Right when Joe Biden becomes president. You think you think nah, federally? I, but I think I think if Democrats take control of both houses, I think there's a very that makes sense. But. It'll, I guess it all depends on that Georgia runoff election. Oh, true. So, more voter fraud it is, I guess. <laughs> more voter fraud it is. According to them. <laughs> mail in your ballots, guys. <laughs> oh my gosh, speaking of mailing, um, I went to the post office today, and I hate that last hour before they close, because there's so many people in there, and... Fortunately, like, I didn't go to the counter because there were too many people. Yeah. But I used the little kiosk that they have on the side. Yeah. And prints your labels and stuff like that for you. But it's just such a hassle to do anything these days. And you would think that with the restrictions and things that we... <laughs> restrictions that we have in place, there'd be less people everywhere. But I feel like I've been... It's been harder to get around recently i mean everything like i think in north carolina has been operating as usual you know i mean people just have some masks on some people don't have masks on you know but it's been like it seems pretty normal you know so the streets what we call individual freedoms yeah why we we were born and raised in this country (laughs) i love it (laughs) yikes we're all doomed um all right well We'll move on then to the swish. And the swish is the main topic of conversation for each episode that we just kind of sit with for a little bit and swish around, if you will. So today, um, I wanted to bring up the topic of the kids at the grown-ups table. So being that we're in between holidays where a lot of families get together, I think that the name was clever because there's usually, depending on how your family is set up, the kids' table and the adult table. 
The kids' table is where, of course, all the children are, maybe teenagers, depending on how y'all roll. And then the grown folks are talking shit, drinking, and um, probably talking trash about you. So, um, being that we are in our early 20s, we're kind of in this in-between. So, we are adult enough to have a lot of different responsibilities and a different, um, I guess, duties or, or jobs to do. But at the same time, we're still young enough to not know what the fuck we're doing. Um, <clears throat> at all. You know? And, and all. there's still so much we have to experience. Um, but at the same time, we're in positions where we feel like we should be more experienced than we are. So I want to kind of just kick it off to you guys of like how... Do you feel that way sometimes um, where you're caught in this kind of weird in-between? And how have you guys been managing being in that place? Do you want to go first, Michael? Uh, that's a... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have, like, a full answer yet. But I will say part of, like, the... For me, at least, I think my family, like, does a pretty good job at, like, forcing me into, like, that kid's role. It's like I... I guess because I don't have my own house yet or whatever, like I'm still, you know, I'm still the clueless uh, kid that hasn't experienced life yet despite, you know, being out of college and uh, working a full-time job. But so I think for me, like to actually get that, to become more like an adult, it ha I have to be separated from my parents. <laughs> I'm being restrained whenever I'm around them in a sense. Cause like, especially like, Cause now, like, I think I argue with them a lot more, especially like about politics and stuff. Ooh. And like, I think like, and they Spicy. still like normally, you know, since I'm an adult, they should, you know, respect my opinions. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen to listen to what I have to say, but any uh, sort of any sort of thing that I say that goes against their beliefs, you know, it always defaults to you're too young to know the truth in a sense and. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> so, yeah, separation is good, <laughs> as sometimes. But yeah, that's, that's all I had to say about that. Aaron, uh, for me, it's kind of a mix. Um, like whenever whenever I'm with my media family, it's like a mix between them treating me like I'm at the kids' table versus me being at the adults' table. It's like on certain things, like um like college my responsibilities and then uh what else like finding a job stuff like that and um kind of kind of kind of those things like the materialistic things it's um me being like treated more like an adult but when it comes to like certain opinions like life experiences like kind of similar to michael like they 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 do downplay my opinion more as a kid because they um kind of come at an angle of like oh uh, he hasn't experienced this or that, you know what I mean? He doesn't come from, like, Vietnam for, like, 30-plus years, stuff like that. And it, it, it can be frustrating, like, like for me, too, and I'm just like, yeah, but um, it's, kind, it's kind of nice to, to still be feeling like, you know, you're, you're taken care of. If, if it came to, like, a choice between, like, the kids' table and the adults' table, I'm still in my, like, last year of um, college, so I'm graduating, like, next spring. I'd rather kind of spend some more time at the kids' table so I don't have to deal with all those expectations of the um like adults table you know all the all the all the extra you know taxes and like mortgages and stuff to pay the ghetto yeah but y'all are like a few years removed now from you know quote unquote kids table so 
how's that been for y'all? That's true. Kind of, sort of. I actually, yeah, there. Is, well, actually, yeah, I will take back what some. Of my <laughs> <laughs> um, there is one. There is something that my parents did do pretty well, though, is that they gave me a lot of independence. Uh, probably like they probably did it involuntarily because they didn't know like what to do. So like I had to like navigate high school and college pretty much like alone. Like, you know, some parents will always. Some parents like to check up on their kids, see how they're doing in school, and then if they need help, they'll find them help, like whether it be a tutor or helping them themselves or like just checking up on their kid and keeping up with all their stuff. So like, you know, you would expect a parent to be familiar, at least familiar with the courses that their kids are taking, what their <laughs> what their major is, <laughs> That's true. Uh, maybe even some of their teachers, especially like when you're in high school or whatever. But that, I, I got none of that, so I had to do all that. <laughs> I do all that by myself. Like no one told me about college applications. I'm only fortunate that I had two older sisters who kind of were the guinea pigs, navigate everything first, and then I kind of just followed them. So, but I think that independence was certainly good. Yeah, it's hard. Um, for me, like, it's weird. I'm I'm the middle child, so I have an older sister who was kind of that guinea pig that you were talking about, and I have a younger sister who literally gets away with anything. And sometimes we're sitting there like, how? how is this okay um but i'm in the middle so not only do i kind of get some of both um but i think in general because i'm also the only boy i was kind of pushed to have more of my shit together sooner um as just kind of like that expectation of of eventually having to run stuff or be head of the household or whatever you know what i'm saying so i think and and being that I was like a grade ahead for my age and around older people, I think it's just been presumed that I I'm advancing to the grown ups table, quote unquote, more quickly. And for me it feels like I mean, I'm not complaining because if if people think that you're more mature then they usually give you a little more autonomy, which I uh, appreciate. But at the same time, whenever you do get into those moments where you hit one of those hurdles of just growing up and, you know, you just fuck up because you don't know any better and that's what you're here to do. Um, at least for me, it feels like it, it's more pressure or like it's worse for me because I'm not supposed to be fucking up or like I'm at the grown ups table. Why am I doing this kid shit? And then it's like, well, you're also 23. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Touche. I'm, I maybe just didn't know, you know? So it's weird because... So I guess I say all that to say, who is the one that's kind of making that choice of what table you sit at whenever we're at this kind of place in our lives? Because, um, you know, Michael was talking about, like, his parents keep him at the kids' table, so to speak. But we and our friend groups might be the adults or like the more responsible ones. But then with, within ourselves, like we ebb and flow between both of them. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know who, who makes that call or is it really just a spectrum of like, you, you're always gonna be flipping in between both of them and that's okay. I think it definitely has to be like that kind of spectrum and you kind of touched on it with like the pressures and like where does where does your pressure come from i'm assuming like internally maybe like from that pressure of like having to potentially be the head of your like your own household and i think the other end is like maybe it's expectations from like your peers you know what i mean or your 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 family to like kind of 
be more adult in certain certain, certain senses and be more kid in other senses. Um, that was uh, interesting. Like when y'all brought up like the different like kind of positions in your siblings. Like Michael, you're the youngest, right? I'm the youngest, and you're I'm like the middle child. Oh, the baby. Yeah, I'm like the oldest from from my oh, side. Really? Yeah. yeah. So we're like kind of. <laughs> right, right. <yeah. laughs> we're like we're like a little a little like stare and like for me I think um the same thing that Michael touched on regarding like the college applications. My my dad kind of I was the guinea pig for my sister who is in uh, who's in college now. She's going to App State. But um, like whenever it came for her to apply to everything, my dad was like, "Oh, you did all this already." So instead of me helping her, like you ha- you help your sister. And I was like, "Wait, wait, what the heck?" I, I had to struggle through this, you know. Like I, I didn't know what I was doing. I still I still didn't know what I was doing. So you know, that was you know <laughs> personal statement. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes! I was like, "Oh, okay. Here, here's here's as much as I can give you." What is a gipper? Do you have one of those? What is that? Gip. GPA. Oh, wait. <laughs> Do your parents say it like that? No. Um. <laughs> thank God. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if that did come up. <clears throat> yeah, that's interesting. I think. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird time in life. It's just, it's just a weird time in life because also you think like. And I guess I've been feeling this a little bit harder lately too, especially when it comes to like fraternity stuff. Um, you might be in the same peer group as other people or like people around you, but because of what you may have to do or like whatever your responsibilities are, it creates this other kind of hierarchy. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like, it, it's like whenever you and your cousins are all the same age, but then your aunt is like, okay, you're in charge. So I'm going to the store. Yeah. Maybe someone's younger than you has like more responsibility, so you'd be like, "Oh, so that 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 guy's the, the yeah head of the show." Yeah, yeah, and and so you're sitting there like, "What?" It it, it just it messes you up yeah, because it kind of stratifies things for you. you yeah, know? and 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 it's just it's weird how easily those kinds of strata can be made. Um, it's as simple as like even just whenever you cross, like if you are 18 whenever you cross and then three years later somebody else comes in and they're like i don't know 25 they're old as shit but, but they're like, younger they're younger yeah you know yeah, so yeah. like when people perceive the two of you like oh he's a charter they're a, a gamma or a delta or whatever um so he's younger whenever and biologically is different. It's just it's just weird so you have to kind of reframe all of these things and then you realize that you know none of this shit actually matters Coming from the most recent class. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but no, I, I, I thought that this would be a cool kind of concept to group think about because I know that it, it affects us in all in different ways. It is cool. It is cool. And I'm like I'm kinda like almost, you know, we're getting ready to leave too. I'm struggling with like trying to figure out, you know, where where's my next like location gonna be at, like how am I gonna um like rent an apartment or a house or whatever and stuff like that. And so um did y'all kinda struggle with that too between like exiting college and entering like the quote unquote real world and like the adult table? And do you have any advice for like me personally? I guess it depends on how much autonomy you get after leaving college because for some cases your parents might still help you like handle things like right, taxes right. and bills and stuff but mm-hmm. in other cases you just all that would just be thrown on you like after you leave your parents might be like 
all right, find your own car, pay your own insurance, all that stuff. Was that the case for you? That was not the case for me. <laughs> <laughs> that, which is why I'm still the kid at the table. Um, yeah, so I was fortunate enough to not have to worry about a lot of that stuff immediately after college. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't think my, my tips aren't very helpful. <laughs> I would just say, you know, find, find a good job because you're, uh, you're graduating in the spring. And yeah, yeah. Like, this is really the time that you got to start crunching all those yeah. job applications yep. and getting everything together because, you know, it's coming up two things can happen one you're just like searching like forever i think mm-hmm. i had a cu- i have a cousin who's like my age almost or i think a year older than me and this dude spent forever looking oh no and like it was weird because it was like a requirement for him to graduate he had to do an internship oh he, really and he just couldn't find one oh and shoot he okay. was just stuck in this everlasting state of purgatory yeah purgatory that's a that's a good way you can't graduate <laughs> college <laughs> until you do this but yeah either you know you don't ever you just keep looking or you settle for like a really bad you know one that has like awful pay or like someone or one that like you just not interested in at the slightest so Get, get that resume together it is important alrighty and those we'll LinkedIn do. connections I actually think I didn't do this because I heard the tip too late but I think a good way to apply jobs is that if there's a company you like really like instead of going through like their application just stalk them on LinkedIn find that recruiter and go straight to them be like I'm really passionate about this company oh okay Please talk that's to interesting me. that's how someone I knew got a, a job with Facebook oh wow so they wow just, that's crazy they just hawked down their recruiter on LinkedIn like please I'm passionate <laughs> <laughs> I love Facebook <laughs> please spy on me yes I'm on Facebook right now <laughs> um yeah no retweet because whenever I graduated college I did not have a job um oh you knew this but um yeah I I was looking for jobs since the previous fall so about this time yeah, yeah, yeah. prior to my graduation um is when I really started looking and I just did not find, like, nobody, they either weren't returning my um, applications or emails or calls, or they were rejecting me. And so May came along, and everybody's like, yay, you graduated. And I'm just like, <laughs> I graduated. I graduated. <laughs> because all the jobs that I was working were on campus. Right. Um, so obviously, after you graduate, those jobs are done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, I was not living at home, and so I had rent to pay, and I had my own car and my gas and bills and stuff, whatever. Um, but I was not making any money because I didn't have a job. And I didn't find a job until the following June, July. Um, so from May to, like early May to July, I was without work, and I, was, I got really depressed. <laughs> That liberal like, state, huh? It was so bad. Like, yeah. you know the cliche thing of, I didn't get out of bed for no legit. Like, that happened. I was, it was a day and a half. Right. I was working on a record. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, and, and the thing is, like, it's nobody's fault necessarily because it's not like I wasn't trying to get a job and it's not like I wasn't sending up, out a whole bunch of applications. It just wasn't in the cards. Right, right, right. Um, so the more, well, the more that you can kind of mitigate some of that early and just punch away and just throw even if they're just shots in the dark just take the application just go just toss it somewhere 
um, at least it'll hit. So if you don't find something that may be your dream job, you at least know you have options out there. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, yeah. So that, just send as much out as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's everywhere. And, okay. and I guess on that note, on that same note, go for things that you don't even think you're going to to land. Not necessarily like shit that you don't want, but if it is a lofty position at a Fortune 500 or something, something crazy, just go okay. for it because yeah. the worst they can do is say no. And I mean, I'd rather be said no to by Google than fast signs down the street. You know what I'm saying? But the best that can happen is they say yes to you too. So, okay. um, <laughs> just hope that you were actually competent enough and you didn't just fake your way through it and then... Yeah. All right, you hear that, Google? I'm applying to you as soon as I get home today. Mm-hmm. Send the application tonight. Mm-hmm. I only say that because there was someone, I don't I didn't know this person, but they worked at Google and then they had to quit later on because they realized how incompetent they were. Oh, Like, no. they just got really, they got really lucky during the interviews. Like, they aced the interview questions somehow and they started working. They're like, wow, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Would they quit? Yeah, they quit. What the heck? But they were already in. Why didn't they just, like, kind of see their way through that? <laughs> Dude, it must have been pretty damn hard. That is so, that Imagine is so. you're just lo- you're just looking at your daily tasks and you're like, I have no idea. How to do this. I don't know how to start. You're like messaging everyone on Teams, like, hey. You just sit down. And you're just like, fuck. Oh, Why is my screen black? <laughs> Turn the computer on. Shit, this is above, way above. This is above my skill set. That's some mad self-awareness. I feel like I'd be stubborn as hell and just yeah, try to too. struggle through it. Me too. I'm all right. I, I would too. <laughs> Get that paycheck. Yeah, right. You at Google. Look, I'd rather take bad reviews than quit because, I mean, me knowing I'm bad is one thing. If you don't see it yet. <laughs> yeah, it's their fault for hiring. <laughs> right, okay? That's like, facts, though. Keep paying me until you see that I'm not shit. Um, <laughs> then it's their fault. But yeah, all of the, like, navigating this in between, it has its ups and downs. Um, just be okay with the ups and downs and understand that like there's nothing to feel shame over whenever it's just growing pains like you don't know what you don't know and that phrase I use often but it really just kind of grounds me because going circling back to the whole thing about expectations and pressures and things that we put on ourselves like we expect ourselves to know stuff even if we've never had any prior experience in those areas, you know? That's um, true. Just because, like, I've handled other stuff. I should be able to handle this other thing, too, but... And we stubborn as hell. And we are stubborn <laughs> as hell. That was me when I uh, registered for Calc at 8 a.m. When I My first semester at college, because I was like, I woke up this early in... Uh, High school, so I should be able to. Do that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Boy, college is different. College is college different. Different. This Man. can't be the same 8 a.m. from high school. <laughs> yeah, this is a super daylight savings time or oh. something. What time is it? No, this can't be the same sleep schedule. But yeah, it it's all about the ebbs and flows. Cause whenever I I was, this is the last thing I have. Um, when I was going through those periods, um, I talked to my mom, yeah. um, and I was like, dramatic, <laughs> shock, and I was, I was like, mom, I don't know, like, I'm so ashamed because <laughs> blah, blah, and she was sitting there like, Matt, it's literally fine. <laughs> like, I get your feelings and feel your feelings because you haven't been through this, but like, in case you don't remember, 
I got years on you, homie. Like, I've been here, and I've been there, and I've been worse places. You're fine. Um, everybody goes through a version of what you're experiencing, so you don't have to feel like this is some unique experience that you should feel bad about yourself for going through. Um, Spends more time at the kids' table, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I, you have a very nice mom. <laughs> <laughs> very supportive parents. I have no idea what my parents would have said if I came to them three months down the line after graduating. Like, hey, <laughs> uh, I'm jobless. <laughs> I'm just chilling. I need money. <laughs> you can't just pop up after three months, though. Like, you gotta let them know the struggle as it's happening. That's like, true. I told my mom, like, as, I was like, mom. I'm graduating next week. She's like, I know. She's like, guess who don't have a job yet? I just want you to know. I just want you to know. I just, Heads up. <laughs> just so you're not surprised. I'll be home. Jobless. Nope, I didn't say that. But oh. I, did, I, did, I did say, I'm going to figure it out. That, that is one thing. Like, I was raised to not just throw the towel in, mm-hmm. whether it's because I'm stubborn or because it's actually perseverance. No mix of both. You know, <laughs> in motivation, doesn't matter. Point is, the towel was not being thrown. Um, so if I was struggling, I would try really hard to figure it out until there was just no way. And I had to lean on someone, Mm -hmm. which kills me inside. Um, but yeah, you're fine. You won't have you won't have to throw in the top of your Nate Robinson. <laughs> oh, oh no! Nate. No, <laughs> that towel be thrown in for you. <laughs> oh, can Good we? God. Can we please? Can we please talk about how that man bounced off the floor? <laughs> Jesus, he, 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 he has a, a little bit of vibranium built in him. Oh, <laughs> oh not like this. Do not disrespect Michael. that wonderful <laughs> dude. <laughs> Nay, my family group chat was popping off during that fight. My aunt was like, "He's dead." <laughs> Dude, the memes came so fast. Yeah, they were Instant. quick. The internet is undefeated. Undefeated. My favorite one is whenever they had the picture of Tyson and Roy um, at the end of their fight, <laughs> and Nate was still on the floor. <laughs> no. They were so like, dirty. so y'all just not gonna pick him up? I was like, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, the one of Toy Story of Andy's toys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Poor Nate. Dang. Oh, I would, and then there's the side by side one of his tweet before the fight that's like, I'm doing this for the culture, for my wife and kids. And then the next picture is him on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, or he was like, I'm going to shock the world. And they say, Yeah, and you sure did. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he got knocked out by a Disney Plus star. Oh, it's Jake Paul and Disney Plus? Or maybe it's Disney XD. One of the ones that's not the main one. I'm tired of all these Vine stars finding such a, such fame. Yo, it could have been me. I tried I making know. Vines He's back in the our day. age. Jake Paul's 23. Oh, is he really? Yeah. He's so young. He's been around forever. I know. He's overstayed his And then at the end of the fight, they were like, what are you going to do next? He said, oh, I'm really excited to focus on my music. I was like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> multi-talented we oh love a multi-threat man oh my god <laughs> it'd be funny if you said he's gonna go play basketball afterwards <laughs> he posted a picture of some like a day or so later wearing that man's jersey <laughs> oh no 
Honestly, really I would too. I think, if I knock someone out that hard, oh. I'm flaming you for the rest of the world. I'm, I'm buying all your apparel. <laughs> Show up to his next game. He's gonna be clown for forever. He is. It's gonna be years now. This will be the same, the same, the same meme. Golly. Meanwhile, like the other fight ended in a draw. Like even Roy Jones was like, um, I'm pretty sure Mike won, <laughs> but I'll I'll take a draw. Okay. Oh, that's an interesting question. You think you think like Nate Robinson would trade in like? Put his nudes out on the internet in exchange for, <laughs> for all, all, all the memes to disappear. Actually, I I think I think he would. You think, think he would? would. That, that's you think he would? I yeah. think I now that would. now that OnlyFans is like a top thing. So oh, you're it's right. Like the you biggest know. thing today. Yeah. And and like not only that, like celebrities have it. Like Tyga has one. Yeah. I think it wouldn't be hard for Nate to just be like, "Hey guys, <laughs> come check out my OnlyFans." <laughs> <laughs> that would be the perfect time. He would recoup all of that money. I don't that's think he true. lost money from that fight, but like. Oh, he, no. would, he would definitely make up for all the humiliation, uh, potentially. Depending on what content he delivers. People want people might clown him for both then. Probably be released right. now, you know. But he'd still get true. paid. That's true, you know. Gotta I, I mean, if I'm gonna get clown, I'm at least hope that you paid for it. That's facts, you know. I'm sure he's secured that back. Like I feel like he earned a lot of money from that. Oh, I he think they paid really well. Definitely did. I, I I've heard they got like 600k or something. For that fight. Because, like, the fight oh, wow. back with, like, Floyd Mayweather and, like, Conor McGregor. I forgot, like, what the rate was, but they, I don't know. They just got paid so much. Just for just for one fight, too. It's yeah. Like, uh, it's wild. Let me fight someone. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't necessarily want to get knocked the fuck out. I'll, but get, like, I'll get floored by Jake Paul for some extra money. <laughs> for 600K, definitely. Yeah. For yeah. 600K. Matter yeah. Fact, Give me that. I'll fake it. I'll, I'll fall before you hit me. <laughs> I can buy some new dentures with that money. Something. <laughs> no, but your teeth are so nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. My mom paid a ton of money to get these get these things fixed. <laughs> like if she'd be mad at you for not finding a job on accident, imagine how mad she'd be for you losing your teeth on purpose. Teeth. <laughs> but mama got paid. Um, okay. <laughs> Yikes. Well, I think that's a great time to pause. For a brief word from our sponsors. Who's our sponsors? Uh, there are no sponsors. So, we're going to move forward, um, and we're going to go into <laughs> the... <laughs> you, you just got to put some random company up there. Yeah. I'm going to start making up companies. Yeah. I'm going to make my own commercial. Yeah, yeah. Put, put your own company up there. I should. Season two. Wait for it. Um, in the meantime, we're going to move on to the gargle. If you guys have anything that you would like to send in or any listener letters, advice, Q&A, um, send them to us at Brown Mouthwash Pod on Facebook and Instagram or to brownmouthwash at gmail.com. Again, that is B-R-L-W-N-M-O-U-F-W-A-S-H. Um, but since nobody's still done that, I have a question for the two of you, um, I need some advice because uh, you guys know me pretty well. <laughs> um, and if you know me, then you know that I'm quite the hot mess. So, my question you didn't have to. Just a mess is fine. Agreed. No, it's, <laughs> it's pretty hot. So, um, I guess what I'm, what I'm seeking advice on today is how do you know 
when it is time to walk away. Oh. It's so broad. Very vague. Yeah. Like, from, like, anything, I Mm -hmm. guess. Okay. Are there universal things, or, or... I mean, I think it, like, depends on the... The, the, the topic, you know, the situation. Hmm. Walk away from, you know, a job. Walk away from, like, the dinner table. <laughs> you That's know what true. I mean? Um, hmm. I don't know how to answer that in, like, a non-cliche way. <laughs> I mean, so, if you're walking away from the dinner table, you know, it's usually when... It, it, it depends, you know, like, are you satisfied with your meal? You know, like, are you full? And what does it mean to be full? Like, you can be full and not feel heavy. You know what I mean? Mm, that way satisfied. you're... you're yeah, yeah, satisfied. That way your stomach doesn't expand. Satiated. You know, but there's also this option where you can sit at that table until you're hungry again. You just keep on eating, you know? Uh, I've also done that. So, yeah, like... You're running low on meal slice and you gotta sit on di- found dining hall for the whole day. That's, that is facts. Uh, right, yeah. right, 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 right. You know, so... It depends on where you are in, in your life, too. You know, like... Skipping do you, Are you skipping meals? Like, are you... are you How hungry are you? You know? You know what I mean? Are you gonna, are you gonna like... Do, do, you, do you need to come back later and eat more? You know what I mean? Can, can, can you walk away from this table and then come back to this table later? Can you? Oh, are you asking me? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I thought it was like another one of those rhetorical, like, let it marinate questions. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it I, mean I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't know. In, in, in all seriousness, no, serious, seriousness, um, seriousness. I think it's time to leave the dinner table, boys. It's time <laughs> to leave the dinner table. Um, how do you know what time it is? When it's, when it's time to walk away? It's not always, like, when you're satisfied either. It could be, like, you're prematurely satisfied, but maybe, like, delayed gratification. You know that by leaving early, you could be satisfied later. I guess I'm just, like, the example I'm thinking of as, like, an argument that you don't want to put up with. So mm-hmm. maybe, you know, you're just arguing with some annoying person that just really gets to you. And you really, and you realize that you can't get, you can't, you can't convince them otherwise. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to just take that short L for now and just put it away. But then you realize that by not spending all that extra time, it was like worth it in the end. So you don't lose all your brain cells at once. (laughs) (laughs) You lose them slowly. That's a good point. Yeah. Save the brain cells as, you know, as it comes. So I guess like what are some signs to where you kind of start getting that inkling of like, yeah, I'm going to have to get up soon. (laughs) What are, yeah, what are, I guess, what are some of those, like, moments where it clicks for you? I guess for me, it's like, like, what is the reason I'm staying? And if it's, like, not a good enough reason anymore, then hmm. I leave. Like, if I'm, like, at a job that I'm not satisfied with, and, like, the reason I'm staying is, like, oh, but I need the money. I guess, like, at some point, you're, like, okay, is this, is this really, like, that important, though? Like, depending on how much I'm suffering at this job, right, can I, can I put up with it any longer? Or... Would it be better to just take that risk and go find a different job or something like that? Um, I think for me, um, I'm a big, like, person of, like, personal growth. You know what I mean? So whatever, it, whatever like, it is that um, I'd be walking away from, if it's not, it will be, be mostly because, um, you know, this relationship isn't attributing to my personal growth anymore or, you know, this job isn't, you know, making me be a better person in, like, some kind of aspect. You know, if I feel, like, stagnant staying at that, at that table for a long time, you know, like it maybe it might be time to 
you know, find new tables, see, get some variety, see if I can challenge myself and, you know, be better for that. You know? It's interesting. So it's kind of like three different <clears throat> motivations that I'm hearing. So there's obviously the motivation of like, why am I leaving? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the counter question of why am I staying? Or like, why am I still here? Um, and then there's the, the I guess, perspective um, argument of what am I going toward? So that, so leaving isn't necessarily the decision, it's more of a byproduct of yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Like, I mean, you wouldn't want to leave if, like, everything's going great, you know? You feel yeah. like, you know, you're pretty, pretty satisfied as a person, you know? But to get where you're trying to go, leaving is a necessity. Like, it has to happen. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Um, that's very helpful. I don't know. I, I, I ask this question to you guys because, I, I mean, obviously, I think all of us have been in situations where, where we've come across this, but... For me, I I get hung up sometimes on that and all of the factors and variables that surround it, you know? Um, whether it's just change in general or pros and cons of leaving or starting a new thing or taking that leap, so to speak. So there are a lot of different scenarios that go through my mind with this concept. So... Hearing different perspectives, I think it, it helps see how other people frame this phenomenon. I think it would be hard to, you know, like kind of sometimes, sometimes like certain things, there's never really a right time to know when to, never when to leave. Never right time to <laughs> say goodbye. Like, yeah. how, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to determine, you know, good instance for certain things, you know. Yeah. Have you guys ever had to, or have you ever been in that moment where you had to quote unquote take the leap? Mm. We need to know the word from our sponsor so I can think about this question. <laughs> um, I don't know, honestly, I guess this, is, this doesn't sound very good when I say it, but like, I guess. My life has been somewhat fairly structured and I haven't like taken a big enough leap where like I, I'm putting like a lot of things at risk, right? Like sometimes people like are really brave enough to do that and like I wish I had that quality, but like even if I, I just, I got lucky that I chose a major that I was able to stick with, but like even if I didn't like my major, I really don't think I could have just switched just like that. Like, you know, in my junior year, just like, oh, I really like this other major. Let me just lose all the years that I had so far and make oh, that jump, man. right? <laughs> I think, I don't know. I, I feel like part of that is kind of like where I, it's like how I was raised. It's like collectivism values over individualism. Mm. Uh, I, I realize I do put myself at a lot of inconvenience <laughs> in order to achieve like, I guess a greater goal, I guess. So it's hard to, for me, at least, it's hard to put myself first sometimes and realize, like, oh, I really do need to do this. So, perhaps that change will come. <laughs> Man, why do you gotta bring up the possibly change of majors that junior year? I, oh, I, was that you? 
Yeah, that that, that was me. <laughs> I, I wish I wish I'd taken that leap as well. Um, cause uh, there were there were better like um I think majors for me, you know, but I realized that at a at a, at a later time and for whatever reason, you know, maybe I just didn't want to change or maybe I was too stubborn to change or maybe I was too scared to change stuff like that um, earlier. But um. In terms of taking the leap, I think I uh, I think I relate a lot to what Michael said in terms of um, the collectivism values, um, kind of where I'm coming from. My life has also been pretty relatively structured as well. I think I take smaller leaps in my life, like choosing um, certain things that don't prioritize like academics the way like my parents would want me to. You know, like I think I think I've chosen like um, sports and like extracurriculars over a lot of my academics, but they've, they've never been like super leaps that will like kind of put those expectations in jeopardy they were always like kind of relatively in line um but to be honest as like i get older i'm like looking at different opportunities in the world like i'm more inclined to take the leap because it's like outside my comfort zone like i've been looking at you know working at um different startups you know instead of instead Uh, of mm. bigger companies that stuff that's stable because i've been like liking the idea of finding a like some a passion that you know could help the world you know what i mean and kind of risking financial stability stuff like that too so maybe the leads will come in the future if the startups that i apply to accept me you know but uh <laughs> as of now there aren't any huge leaps that that uh stand out in my head why work for a startup when you can be the startup that's that's true that's true because either way you're not gonna get paid that, come on man that's facts God, you're, you're right. I'm just not. I'm not creative enough to like. Think about I only said that because I did apply to like. I remember applying to like a startup for an internship, and mm-hmm. they were like interested, and like they said to me, they're like, "Oh, it's unpaid, by the way, because oh, we're a startup." Yes. And they're like, "Oh, but and you got to move up to Boston too." And I was like, "Oh yes, wow, you expect me to pay this cost of living with zero paycheck? Oh, right, yes. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go." Wow, I, I no, I did. I definitely like. Yeah. I, I can see myself like as an adult or I mean I guess I am an adult like, <laughs> as a as an adult adult permanently at the adults table I think full-fledged adult kind of seeing those uh, greater risk and being more inclined to take them because I think yeah because I think as of right now like I'm still like bound by like my parents expectations to a certain extent so gotta please them first and then yeah. please myself <laughs> <laughs> That was fantastic. Thanks for the advice, gentlemen. Um, I don't know. As far as as far as it goes with like taking the leap, so to speak, I feel like that is something that is coming very rapidly for me. But as much as I, as much as I'm inclined to be a risk taker um i am also extremely hesitant oddly enough to actually taking huge risks um i think i was raised to be adventurous but very cautious at the same time like we gonna let you go explore but we know you know we told you that you probably shouldn't be exploring nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's that, yeah that's true. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, I to that. Um, it's, it's, 
a pure example of, I told you not to go in that street. <laughs> but they watched you as you ran across the yard. Um, so yeah, whenever whenever I think about taking the leap, like I feel like that might have been something that I actually may have avoided already. You know? And that's a weird feeling because you obviously can never know if that is what actually happened. But that, I mean, it's how it feels. Better be calling me. Yes. Um. So yeah, I don't know. It's a very, it's a very interesting, interesting thing. Um, I think it's pretty scary though. Oh shoot. Um, uh, I think it it's pretty scary the idea of taking the leap because you never know like what um what you might give up, but you also don't know the possible reward of you you know taking those chances. You know. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's the biggest like concern with taking like a leap is that if you can't see like that far ahead, like you can't predict the result of your actions, then you probably won't take it or like there's like very low chance that you'll take it, right? Like choosing to major in music, even if it's something that you love, you know, but you're like, oh, I played the piano for four years in college, but then what comes after that, you know, I have to make money by I don't know, playing competitively, being a teacher, whatever. It's just, you can't see that far, so it concerns you versus taking the cipher out like I did and going straight to STEM and saying, you know, <laughs> if I applied enough jobs, one of them will take me in. So. See, that's exactly why I didn't major in music. I did graphic design instead and only slightly landed in that position. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been gainfully employed now for two and a half years. That's right. Okay. Um, well, we're going to keep moving on. Um, so the next thing we have up is the... Sorry, I got distracted. The next thing we have up, I think is our last segment, actually. And it's called The Burn. The Burn, for those who are unfamiliar, um, is... <clears throat> pretty much an uh, understood side effect of using brown mouthwash um it's the og and that shit burns so anything that you guys have on your chest that is just kind of burning you up that you just need to let it go now is the perfect time rants are welcome um I guess my burn for this week is seeking first to understand rather than to be understood. I think that this is a this is something that only burns me. <laughs> this is only, <laughs> This is something that burns me up because for for us to hear it so often and for it to be such a, an understood thing it's dreadfully uncommon, you know? Um, and the more and more we get into this whole generation of like text communication, um, and you're taking like the affect and the emotion out of what you're saying, like it's, everything has to be implied. So whether it be the meaning of what you're saying, the tone with which you're saying it, the um, feelings and stuff, like all of that has to be implied. And we know that common sense is growing less and less common every day so obviously especially that means especially in 2020 so you know that that means that communication is going to fall by the wayside as a byproduct um <clears throat> so 
I guess what burns me up is the fact that like, if you don't know, if I'm saying something to you and you don't know what I'm saying or you don't know what I mean, instead of going to somebody else and being like, I think this is what he said, or instead of coming back <laughs> and like, like drowning in your feelings about something, just talk. Like, let's just talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's come to some understanding. So even if we don't agree on whatever we're talking about, we at least understand what page we're on so that nobody has the wrong idea about stuff, you know? It's very simple, but I, it, it's, it's something that's just so prevalent still. And I mean, it's hard to do sometimes. So I recognize that not every conversation is an easy one to have or to approach. But I think that if it comes to a point where something is bothering you, um it might just be worth taking the first uncomfortable step if it's going to be better for everyone in the long run. You know what I'm saying? Um, and being a stubborn person, it's hard to swallow the pride and come to the table with the olive branch. You know? Like, just being straight up about it. But I've been wrong so many times. <laughs> about things <laughs> that at this point Ooh. the branch just is kind of taped to my back so in case I need it I'm just I'll just rip it off and like here here you go um I think the thing with that though is that like people are so quick to like misinterpret or like misunderstand something so as soon as you say something that is you know not, not in line with their view of life and like their values they're gonna go the other way and they're gonna be like, oh, oh, Matt said, Matt said this or that, you know, like uh, he he said he said this, but instead of instead of taking the time to ask like further, like, oh, what did you really mean by by X, Y, and Z, you know what I mean? So, and I and I think like I guess my my burn is uh is that um like th there's so much, especially in 2020, there's so much uh so many people that hop on to the train of like let's cancel this, let's let's make a drama out of this, let's make, let's make a drama out of that without seeing context. Like you saw it like with the election, like all this, all this stuff happening with like all the cancel culture stuff. It's just, it's it's super crazy, you know? And, and I think it's like kind of exacerbated by everybody being inside all the time, you know, as it goes into 2021, like we don't know how the vaccines are gonna turn out and stuff like that. But like, if it keeps up, like um, the, only, the only people, the only like connection that people have to like the outside world besides, you know, their close friends and family is like the internet, you know, and the internet is like plagued with like lack of context, um, you know, like biases, like propaganda mm -hmm. from whatever political party, stuff like that. And whatever, whatever people see that they like, they will, you know, like retweet that, you know what I mean? They'll put, they'll share that on their Facebook wall. The echo chamber. Yeah. And, but whatever they don't like, they'll also be just as passionate about it. And then like, they'll, they'll roast, they'll roast the shit out of, out of this, this group, group of people or like this person or that post, you know what I mean? And I, I just seen it like a lot, a lot more than previous years. And it's like super triggering, you know, like I, I it kind of like leads to like stuff in my own house, my own family too, mm. where like, like I know um, some of like the Vietnamese people in my community, they see stuff from, you know, their nail salons, their, uh, what's it called? Their Facebook wall is like some kind of political propaganda, some kind of thing about, about well, the virus. And they, they bring that home and they, they cause the argument where I know for sure they haven't like, looked up the context of like the other side, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that can kind of go back to what you said about seeking to understand versus like, you know, the op the opposite of like just taking those upfront, you know, things that you don't like and like, and like, you know, being mad about it instead of, you know, asking, okay, but uh, why, why don't I like it? You know what I mean? What could be the, uh, the, uh, the other side, you know, like maybe, let me play devil's advocate for a little bit and see like, why um, is this like that? You know what I mean? Am I wrong? Is that person wrong? And like, get some facts that line up with you know your beliefs. 
I wonder why that's happening this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's this almost year like been a roller coaster. there's a catalyst. I will say, like, what you're saying, like, with, like, how we're afraid to openly communicate with each other, I think that goes back to all the stuff that we just talked about, like, making that leap mm. and, like, kind of, like, being the first to reach out and clear up things with people, that's, that has a lot of uncertainty because I think we naturally like to avoid conflict and because we're so unsure of what would happen if we were to reach out and confront them about whatever it is that you guys are talking about, it could lead to something. It's like, I think most people would see it like a slippery slope, like, oh, if I bring this up to them, then this will happen, this will happen, this will happen, and we'll hate each other afterwards. Um, so I think that's, I don't know at what point that was ingrained in our heads. I think we're, I think this, we're pretty bad in general at like communication skills and I think that's like never taught properly as we grow up either, either from our own families or like in public education so I think that you have a bunch okay. of bad communicators teaching people how to communicate yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, everything well, everything we've said so far is complete nonsense yeah <laughs> pretty don't, much don't listen to this <laughs> and then as a as a somewhat counterpoint to what Aaron just said it's not I would say, like, you know, I do think, like, seeing both sides is certainly, like, the ideal case of, like, any sort of communication that you have with other people, like, especially when it comes to disagreements, but yeah. honestly, it's, like, a lot of things, there is no other side. It's just, it just seems like a whole lot of sh- straight trash that's coming from the other side. That and is it's, true. like, I really don't know how to sit there and take in what you said and you know, listen and be like, I validate your opinion. <laughs> honestly, I don't. It's just, there's just some things that I just feel so objectively one-sided. It has like, there is a right answer. And the fact that people think that there could be more than one answer is, I don't know. I Bullshit. Die, I, yeah, I die on the inside. <laughs> Every day I scroll through Facebook and I kind of see that. And, yeah. And it has very been very much been the case this year i wonder why (laughs) and then that's the other thing too like i it took me a long time to understand that somebody playing devil's advocate or acknowledging another side of an argument not necessarily like the one where there just is no other side but where there's legitimate like subjective discourse it took me a while to understand that just because you point out that there's another side or can't understand or explain a different perspective does not mean that you agree with it. It just means that you get it, you know? And then you're going to tell them why it's stupid, you know? Like, and so people who, who, who feel like, oh, you're bringing up the other side, that must mean that you take that other side. No, <laughs> no. It literally means what I said. I see the other point of view. Um... I think that's just another flaw in communication, but like, how do you explain that and, and explain the nuance between seeing something and believing it? How do you explain something like that? You know, sometimes like they have to experience that same, you know, situation for them to get it. You know what I mean? And maybe, maybe that, like, that's like the key flaw and people like getting it, you know, like they just don't understand, you know, that experience or those experience, you know, Hmm. It's weird Cause Yeah And do you think Do you think I guess going off of that Do you think that 
that comes from a place of privilege? Or do you think some of it might just be pure immaturity of that kind of thinking? Because I think of, and I bring that, that question up because I think of like, um, we as as marginalized people or people in people in marginalized groups rather um, a lot of our life experiences are faced with opposition and we have to to some degree understand the side of the oppressor to explain and teach ourselves why it's fucked up you know what I'm saying like we never will agree with it but it's important for us to know why things are the way that they are and why things are stacked up against it. So, whereas the counter, our counterparts, rather, they don't always have, like, there's no penalty for them to not get what we're experiencing. You know? Not to say that our lives are arguments. Well, a lot of many times are arguments. Um, <laughs> but, so, so I wonder, like, is a lack of communication or a an underdeveloped um, skill of communicating? Does that come from a po- a place of privilege? I think it definitely can. You know, um, like you said, like that that privilege leads to things like lack of understanding, especially if it comes from you know, um, like that privilege sometimes gives you power, right? Mm. You know, and like if you if you have power, if you have you know money, if you have anything that puts you above others right you're not gonna you're not incentivized to want to understand because why, why should you you know you're you're, you're, in a, you're in a better place you know like you don't need to worry about others because you know you have you have it you know? and it won't get you ahead yeah exactly exactly like why why you know worry about anybody that's below you you know quote unquote right so I don't know I, I, I think that that's a step that like you know people have to take and recognize those privileges to be able to understand you know well, understand what they don't understand, you know, like, like you said, seek, seek to understand more, you know, and really, like, develop that empathy for people, you know, especially people that are, like, less fortunate than you. Yeah, I will say, I think, you know, like, this divide and lack of ability to, like, communicate properly and understand both sides, it is, I would say, it's, like, largely societal, right? It's, I was, like, for I guess sure. I would just focus on our country itself, but the start, the birth of this country Jesus. was <laughs> like there was already a division put into place. For right? sure. Like, you know, it's in, it's in the Constitution, unfortunately, to this day. Yep. Um, and that divide uh, between like all marginalized communities have been there for the entire history of the country and it still exists today. However, today, I think the conversation especially from the people who made the divide has is now switched up and now it's more focused on this attempt at unity it's always talking about oh look at how president obama divided this country race relations have never been worse before as it has under him but in reality like they created that problem themselves and then now they want to not acknowledge it and you know pretend that it's it's over in a sense so I think long story short we create problems then we try to cover them up and then we can't communicate properly because we try to cover them up 
I think <laughs> a big part of that is definitely our education system. And our parents were raised a certain way, and then they passed those values on to us, and then we grow up. And if we aren't able to see past that and grow, then we pass that on to our kids, and then so on and so on. And then humanity dies out. <laughs> humanity dies out <laughs> yes michael the bleakest outcome <laughs> i will be on mars i don't know about the rest okay of elon oh yeah and our flying teslas i'll gladly die here <laughs> right in this podcast <laughs> another shot boys <laughs> well on that note um yeah, I, I think I think on that note we can um, really wrap up. I I honestly appreciate all the conversation that we had today. Um, it was very insightful and a lot a lot deeper than I expected it to go. Yeah, lots of lots of hits, blunt moments. Um, and I hope that you guys listening or watching enjoy the conversation as well. Um, I definitely encourage all of us to continue this conversation. Uh, do you guys want to want people to follow you or anything? No, just follow this. Yeah. We'll be back in season two at some point. Yes, with sponsors. Keep refreshing the page so that we're on top. <laughs> so that Matt won't bite us back next time because he knows that we just right. views. <laughs> analytics yes um so yeah let's continue this conversation um leave comments on this video on you if you're watching it on youtube um dm us at brown mouthwash pod on social media and um, comment about this episode or previous episodes email us if you still do that in this day and age at brown mouthwash at gmail.com um follow our only fans no i'm kidding so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode um, follow Michael's OnlyFans, and I'll give you a. I'll, I'll give you. I'll pay for a month subscription <laughs> if you find his account. Um, yes, we'll see you next time on Brown Mouthwash when we take another swig. I forgot to do the clever thing of bringing up something and saying that's for another swig of. They got it. I'll they, fix it. It's it. fine. They it's fine. It. Peace out. Goodbye. <laughs>